everybody and welcome back to today's episode. So after recording this episode now for the second time, so I basically recorded it while thinking the microphone is working. I completed it, I talked for roughly 14 minutes. Only after that I realized while connecting my phone and looking at the audio which I recorded that my old microphone isn't working anymore. So I basically recorded 14 minutes of just noise. So I'm recording this another time. Yesterday I went for a ride which was not planned in my training schedule as I didn't like the idea of doing another training session. I did something which I didn't do in a very long time. I went for a longer ride. Longer ride means 12 kilometers in that specific case and more than 1000 meters of difference in altitude which led me up until 1500 meters above sea level. And today I wanted to share a few things which I noticed during the ride which happened during the ride and also afterwards. As I already said, I didn't went for an interval training ride, but I wanted to do something more casual. I wanted to see how fast I could do that specific uphill, which leads me up the same mountain where I usually do my training, only that I was doing three times the distance. So usually I do 3.5 or 4.5, sorry kilometers and on this ride I did 12 kilometers which is three times the distance roughly and I wanted to see I didn't want to exaggerate which I usually do during the training as I want to prepare myself for reality by forcing myself to do things which are out of the norm during the training but yesterday's ride the focus was completely on riding at a good pace while not exaggerating too much so just telling from my heart rate I did exaggerate like the average heart rate was 171 which is quite close to my maximum heart rate but overall the ride itself felt extremely good like I haven't been out of breath it was more like of an enjoyable exhaustion. So I started in the afternoon of the first day of 2019. I went for the ride, I tried not to exaggerate on the steeper parts as I knew those will affect my performance on the last four to five kilometers. Those last four to five kilometers are way flatter than the first part. Like the second half is a way smoother ride. It is on gravel, so I'm losing a bit of traction while riding, but the overall steepness is way below the first part. Due to the winter months and the winter temperature, a few parts of the gravel road have been icy, but luckily there have been riding a few cars in the last few weeks. So actually, the tires itself made some ice-free lanes on the road itself, so it was easy to follow those lanes where actually my tires would be able to ride on the gravel itself and not on the icy surface. And if there haven't been any tracks, I was still able to ride on the ice as a lot of gravel, so little stones and dust, has been on the tracks where the cars have driven before. So the traction was still guaranteed. And to give you some perspective, the road itself isn't that frequented by cars, especially the gravel road, as the gravel road starts where the last house on the mountain is. And afterwards, the gravel road is only leading to the parking lot, where usually hikers go to visit the mountain huts during summer. So only a few crazy people, including me, are riding up that mountain and even fewer with their bike. And I don't know what the others do if they do some sort of winter hiking 
but I only met two cars while going up the gravel road and one car was actually passing, all the others went downhill, but they had to go really slow as a lot of parts have been icy. And the same was true for me, like going on the uphill was easy as the traction was guaranteed. I didn't have my tires inflated all the way to the max, so the traction surface was quite large and I tried not to move abruptly, which could result in me stopping or sliding in a random direction. And starting on the icy surface is even harder than maintaining my pace on the ice itself, as starting needs way more traction to get me back on my bike. So going uphill was not a problem, but going downhill was even more as I had to steer within the turns, obviously, which meant like turning my front tire and turning any tire in a direction which isn't more or less in line with the direction I'm going is extremely critical as I'm riding on ice. So I try to avoid the icy sections as much as possible. I reduced my speed all the way to a minimum. And I put down my feet just in case if my tires kept sliding to absorb the crash and avoid it in the best case. So I was able to avoid any crash. I played it safe. I didn't want to rush things as I wasn't in a hurry. And it turned out quite well. The only little problem was that I brought my summer riding gloves and obviously they aren't made for winter riding. So on the downhill my fingers have been quite cold, especially my pointer fingers which are way more exposed to the cold wind while riding downhill. All the others have been close to the grips of my handlebar so they haven't been that exposed. So I had to probably do some little breaks to get the blood flowing in my fingers like five on the downhill roughly. But it was okay and but for next time I will probably bring other gloves or don't do such long rides when it is that cold. It took me 1 hour and 17 minutes, which is quite a good time for me. I haven't had any backpack with me. It was just my bike, myself and my knee protector, which I usually attach to my frame. So I don't have any biking bag or something. So I put all my wardrobe, which I change all the way in the mountains within the knee pad to basically carry all the stuff on my frame so I don't have to put it in any pockets of my trousers. And back in May I did the same ride but with my backpack and all the gear so like the chin guard of my helmet, a drinking bladder with two liters of volume and all the other stuff like elbow protection, a shirt to change and all stuff like that. But I was able to ride this particular section in 21 minutes faster than I did last time. And for me, that's an extremely big improvement. Obviously, it has been more than half a year ago when I did the ride. But telling from that result, I can see a pretty extreme leap between those two times. And I'm pretty confident that the interval training experiment is working extremely well. And it also gives me confidence in my approach to training and also, and it also shows if you put in consistent effort in your training, you can improve extremely within half a year or let's say one year. So I'm extremely looking forward to crash my e-bike time. I still have to do the math on when I will probably destroy that time. So on the next weekend, I will do the reference ride on the original uphill to see which time I'm currently riding. 
to actually see which kind of improvement I'm currently doing. And based on that, I will do a rough estimation. And also one little thing which I wanted to add at the end. There is like this recovery suggestion on my sports watch. And after this ride, it was the very first time that it suggested to rest three days, 72 hours. Usually it suggests one and a half day, which usually happens after my interval training sessions. So just telling from my watch, it was way more exhausting than my previous rides. But I assume as the manual says, my watch is learning from my behavior. It's probably not used to these kind of rides as it has been three times the distance and also roughly three times the difference in altitude that it's still not that accurate on estimating the resting time for such long rides. As usually during summer I did similar rides and they have been even longer like let's say 18 kilometers with 1500 or 1400 meters in difference in altitude. With that said, thank you for listening and until the next time.